Welcome back to Thirsty the Podcast. I'm Heather McGee. And I'm Laura Koo. Today, we're talking about being open, connected, trusting, and taking chances. Hi, everyone. We're so excited to be here with you today. A few things. If you are enjoying this podcast, if you are enjoying the content and the things we talk about, please share this episode or share this show with your community or anyone you think might get something out of it. Please come online, rate us, review us. Uh, you can even subscribe. We have a subscription series that includes bonus content, at least at least two episodes uh, every month that are just for subscribers. They're, they go a little bit deeper. Uh, and we put those behind a subscription wall on both Spotify and Apple. It's pretty affordable. And it also gets you a 10% discount on anything you might want to buy from the Thirsty Shop, which is available at thirstythepodcast.com. If you go on there, you'll see a shop button. And we have all kinds of sweatshirts, hats, mugs, stickers, all kinds of fun things that we think you might enjoy. Super cozy for the winter, I will say. I love wearing my Assemble the Group Chat sweatshirt. It could not be cozier. But we're really excited to share all those things with you. And if you're enjoying the show, please uh, take advantage of all of those additional uh, additional things that we have for you. All right. So hi, everybody. This is Laura. And I'm going to talk about, you know, tell a little story about how Laura does a little sleep swiping on Bubble. I feel like I am notorious for um, specifically on Bubble for some reason, um, swiping right on people who I do not remember ever seeing. And I think it's completely accidental and in my inability to switch between dating apps, <laughs> clearly. And this summer, I woke up one morning, saw that I had a new match in Bumble, saw that his location was in a completely different state. And that's where his profile said he lived. So it's not like it was somebody from Chicago who happened to be on vacation that day. It was somebody who had been in Chicago and then went back to his home state, which was not Illinois. And I was like, who is this person? How did they end up in my Bumble? And normally I would just let the Bumble clock tick down on this one. I wouldn't send an introductory message. And which is also weird too, that I would just let it sit there and tick down like rather than unmatch, but whatever, <laughs> my toxic Bumble traits. So I would have just let it sit there until it expired. Um, because why would I message somebody who didn't live in Chicago or close to Chicago, um, who I didn't even remember having <laughs> seen in my, my app queue. Um, but for reasons I'm still not even sure about, um, I decided that he seemed nice and he was smiling and his profile talked about smiling, actually, that he liked to smile and make blanket forts and it was adorable. There was a picture of him with an elephant. It was just super cute. And so I matched with him. And that entered um, Taking Chances Tyler into my life. Um, so Tyler and I ended up spending... I don't know, like three days just sending these massive novels back and forth on Bumble. And it was ridiculous because he would send me something like a giant thing about like books he was reading and it would be this huge block of text. And I would reply to that and he would reply to something else. And then I'd be replying and we just had all of these embedded like huge messages going through everything. And it was just a crazy amount of messaging on again on Bumble, which is like not the most convenient messaging platform, not the greatest. And I learned that he was in Chicago a lot for work. He had been in Chicago when um, we 
when I apparently swiped on him <laughs> and without knowing. And he happened to be back home by the time that we matched. But he said that he was here a lot. And he also made it clear that he wasn't typically opening dating apps when he was traveling. And I know we often can't believe people on dating apps, but I did believe him that he wasn't generally just like looking to hook up or meet people when he was here for work. So we messaged a ton and then um, decided to have like a Bumble FaceTime date. Um, I didn't want to, I was trying to be better about not giving my number out because I'm usually too quick to do that. And so we did a video call in the app and it was great. I think we talked for I don't know, two hours or something. And it was great conversation. And he was so nice. And it just seemed really great. And so we kind of just ended it with exchanging actual numbers for that and kind of just loosely saying, hey, the next time you're in Chicago for work, we should grab a drink or whatever. But we just kept on texting all the time, like nonstop texting all day long. And then we had a FaceTime date. And that was so great. And after that date, we both were just so smitten with each other. And it was really dorky and cute. And so he was like, what if I come visit? He didn't have any trips for work here in the near future. So which is funny because he had spent most of the spring and summer in Chicago for work. And those work trips were over by that point. So he didn't have anything on the books to come back. And so he booked a flight to come to Chicago. He booked a hotel, he booked a rental car, all that good stuff. And as I got closer to him visiting, we were both so nervous because we're like, what if this isn't good in person? What if it's just great on FaceTime? What if this doesn't make sense? This is so crazy. And it was super crazy, but it was great. Like we spent 48 hours together, like for our first date. And it was so awesome. We went to dinner. He brought me beautiful flowers. We went to brunch. Like we did all the things that I like. And we had just a really, really good time. And that was it. And I was so sad to see him leave. Like we had such an easy first date weekend. We had such a good time. And it felt good to feel like something that started through messaging, through getting to know each other, translated really, really nicely in person. Um, We just enjoyed each other's company so much. It was really fun. And so we both had other trips planned. And then after other travel, he came back to Chicago and he came here for almost a full week. And we were able to spend just a ton of time together. And for part of that, we planned like a downtown Chicago weekend and I just have to say I was following along while this was all going on and the date that you all had planned, I was so jealous of, like I wanted to go like Laura and I go on, you know, friend dates. Sometimes we'll go out to a great dinner or brunch or we'll go do something fun. The things y'all were doing, I was so jealous. Like they went to some sort of Omicross experience or something. I was like, dang it. I want to do that. (laughs) We did fancy um, sushi dinner out and museum time. And um, he booked us like a couple's massage. Like he did very well on planning like a really nice, you know, weekend excursion. And I planned like a fun drink thing. Like it was like a pretty like bougie and fun weekend. And then it was, I mean, again, we just, anytime we saw each other, we just picked back up to like the same of like, it 
wasn't fun not having him here, but when he was here, like we had such a great time. And so a few weeks later, he came back and we had an awesome, again, few days together. We had other trips booked to see each other. I was supposed to go out and visit him. He was supposed to be back here. And then he kind of put a really big pause on things. So we had all of these trips booked. And then he told me that we needed to break up, which was like out of the blue. And it was really devastating. It was really just, you know, I had no way to anticipate that that was going to, those words were going to come out of his mouth. I couldn't even believe it. Because I remember you, you had like a funny feeling one day and it it was kind of out of the blue. You also just somehow felt a vibe just like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. And it was like, everything was fine the day before. And then the next day you were like, hmm. And you had, I remember you had a phone chat with Tyler and you called me and you texted our, our group chat and we were all like, what? Mm-hmm. Like seriously, couldn't even believe it. Could not even, like it was that big of a whiplash. Like I, I could not even believe that happened. It was just, I mean, it's always the reminder that at the beginning, you don't know people that well. You think you know them and you're talking all the time and all these things, but we, you know, we're still at the baby step stages of getting to know each other. And there were clearly things that I just didn't know. And then, you know, it was hard because I'm like, was all of it true? You know, you start to question, especially when you've been dating long enough, you're like, was he lying to me the whole time? Was, you know, was he not being genuine? Did I trust somebody who shouldn't have been trusted? Like I was trying to figure out what was going on and where all of this came from. And like, you know, I got angry for a little while. I was very sad. Like I was trying to understand and, um, you know, what he was telling me, like none of it just, you know, it didn't make any sense to me. It was just like such a gut punch. And I think part of it was, you know, he was trying to figure, like, neither one of us expected to meet each other when we did. And then it was like this big connection and kind of out of the blue, like of neither one of us was seeking this out exactly or expected it to come from this relationship. And so he ended things. We're both really sad about it. But then we're still texting and all of this stuff is going on and we're talking all the time. And it was like this doesn't function this way. Like you can't do this, especially when you're long distance, you can't just keep on texting each other because that is what the bulk of your relationship is. So if you continue on with that in your daily life, it's like nothing has changed, but it has changed. Like it didn't, I knew that couldn't go on. And so we ended up taking like a six week break from talking Went pretty much zero contact other than one night, I definitely drunk texted him. I'm always going to be the one to break the rules. Apparently he and I have learned that. <laughs> well, we've all been there. I, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself. I think we've all sent a drunk text to someone we still care about now and then. You know, it's 2 a.m. and you're drunk in the back of an Uber. Like you're not responsible for any choices that you make. Like, <laughs> And it's funny because later he told me that he did respond to me and he's like, and he wasn't mad about it and whatever. He was more like, why were you, you know, up that late what was going on like and he was asking me questions like that and then I had we were texting that next day a little bit and I was like oh I can't even like lift my head up I'm so hungover and apparently he had filled up his um 
his uh, like a DoorDash or Grubhub or whatever account with um, waffles and coffee for me. And he was going to send me food because he's like, I really thought that you would need it. But then he stopped himself because again, we were on this pause. Like you can't be sending waffles to someone when you're like on a dating pause. And so I did not get any waffles. I would have appreciated them though. Um, So we went back into like our quiet time. Although I have to say sending breakfast food like that would be like love language for you, like sending you pancakes, sending you something like that. I I think that would be like, if you're trying to woo Laura Koo, that's how you do it. It would have been very sweet, which would have made everything so much harder because I'm already like a sad panda about all of this. And then if he had done that, like it would just been worse for me, even though again, I would have enjoyed the food. So we go back and we're just quiet again and we still have, I mean, after the drunk text, I mean, we still had another month or something. It really wasn't that far into this break. I think it was only a few weeks in when I did that. And so we go back and we're both just like in our quiet little holes trying to deal with stuff. And incidentally, we're doing the same things. He was writing me little letters and notes on his phone and in a note file. And I was writing him letters on my computer. Um, and when we'd be thinking about each other, because it was just like so hard to not talk that we both were like dealing with it apparently in the same way, unbeknownst to both of us. And So we finally, we get through this break and we get to reconnect again. We FaceTime and I literally just went through like the laundry list of everything I'd been wanting to tell him that had been happening over the past six weeks. Like all the stories, all the little things, like I miss talking to him so much. But we have to talk about this relationship, what we're going to do. And it was just so hard. And he was just like, I really think that this was the right choice. Like I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life and trying to figure out all of these other things. And I really think that like, as hard as this is, this is probably makes the most sense. And I think we sat there just staring at each other sadly for half an hour, just like not wanting to hang up because it felt so final and so hard to just like walk away from this because it was so great. So that was like breakup number two. I mean, I'm ugly crying in my car. He's ugly crying at home because then we're still we're still talking after this, of course. And we're both so sad and we're saying nice things to each other about how great the other one is. And it just just kept on feeling like, nonsense that like we're doing this um and especially because the break had come so out of the blue it's like the last time I saw him I never expected to be the last time and that was really hard and there were just so many things I'm like we're doing all of this over FaceTime trying to have these big conversations and so finally later that weekend after that talk I was like I called him again and I'm like I just feel like you need to be here and we need to have these conversations in person. He's like, when do you want me there? And so we picked um, two weekends after that and um, he flew out here and which was not that long ago, it was maybe a few weeks ago. And we had the best weekend ever. We were both so nervous about it. And we both were like, what is this going to be like? Is it going to feel the same in person? Did I build this person up in my head? Because that's also the piece of this. You've spent the past two months thinking about how great they were. What if in person, all of that doesn't really ring true and you're just like holding on to this idea of who this person was, but we like spent this weekend together and it was like better than it was before. It was so great, but it was still like, what are we doing? <laughs> we still had to spend this weekend like trying to figure out what we were doing here and we were both struggling. And finally, by the end of that weekend, we decided to try it again and see where things go and kind of just slow things down a little bit, keep getting to know each other, 
be okay living in this space where maybe we don't have all of the answers because nobody does. Nobody knows how a relationship's going to go. You could have everything line up perfectly. You still don't know how that's going to grow or not grow or what will happen. So we kind of just have to be okay with not knowing and just giving it some time and just being, you know, staying open and a big piece as well. It's just really open and honest communication. If someone's feeling away, someone, you know, you need to speak up and say it so that we're not dropping any bombs on anybody. Well, did you all discuss though, why you broke up and like hitting at the heart of that before you decided to keep going? Cause I think that's one thing that we haven't covered here. Like, did you guys go through that a bit? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, he's a single, never would hope single, um, never been married. (laughs) To be clear, he's very single. Yeah. Not married. (laughs) But he's never been married. He doesn't have kids. He really, he has a career that's in pretty big growth mode and he has opportunity to really figure out where he wants to end up. And I think when we had started and where he lives now currently is where he's from, but not necessarily where he wants to be for forever. And I think he's been really trying to figure that out for the past few years of where his path is going to take him. And when we first started dating, I was a little bit more under the impression that Chicago was one place that he was interested in maybe being. And I knew because of work, he could be here. And I think in my head, I kind of ran with that a little bit more. Like, well, absolutely. He could move here if he wanted to. So if we like each other and this makes sense, that'll happen. And I think in his head, he was like, oh, wow, I I met this person. She's so great. But I don't know if I want to be in Chicago. And it was very confusing for him. And instead of bringing it up, he was just trying to work through it on his own. And I think he just got really scared, quite honestly, because it is scary. Like, he didn't want to hurt me. And so I think he felt like ending it before it became more of a relationship was saving both of us versus letting it go on longer. And then maybe a year from now, he gets a transfer to somewhere else that's not Chicago. And then we're both really hurt, which I can see that side of it. I think the bigger piece here is just like better communication, like talk about what's going on and let me you know, be a part of the conversation. And even his therapist, um, we love a good therapist. And she told him recently, like, Laura's an adult. She knows what she's getting into and she gets to make those decisions. Like I, I understand, you know, just give me all of the information and I can decide whether this works for me or not, um, rather than making those choices for me. I think it was just, again, this relationship came as such a surprise to both of us that it, I think it was a lot to process in a small amount of time. And, you know, everyone's human and sometimes you just pump the brakes. Yeah. So it was about, so to be clear, it was about the distance, not about like bet- the connection between you two is about kind of logistics. Correct. Which was almost harder because I'm like, oh, but we care about each other so much and it's nothing to do with the other person or, you know, me as a single parent. I get nervous that someone who doesn't have kids, one of the big things is like, oh, but you've got kids. I don't know if I really see that for me. And I did finally ask him that. And I was so nervous to ask him the question because I think it would have really like hurt my heart if he was like, Ugh, I realize dating a single mom is it for me. And he's like, no, he's like, I didn't know what that would be like. He's like, but actually like, he hasn't met the kids or any of that, but just the idea of it or understanding more about my life. Like he was like, that hasn't bothered me at all. It's totally fine. I mean, it had nothing to do with me or my life or anything else. It was more just 
yeah, that logistical piece. Yeah. So that brings me to my next question here. So you've always been really vocal about wanting to date someone who lives close to you. So Uh how do you pivot to dating someone who requires a plane ride to see? Like that's a lot. It's really confusing. (laughs) Like it's definitely Who are you? Do I know you? Have we met? (laughs) I wanted someone who like lived down the street. So this is very, um, very different for me. But again, right before all of this stuff with Tyler, I had, again, that connection with Preston, who we've talked about many times on the podcast. And um, that kind of made me open to this idea of what if. And I definitely was never going to actively like seek out someone who wasn't local. Like that wasn't what I was going for. Like try and find someone who lives across the country. That's not a, a goal of mine. But I also don't believe that the person you're meant to be with necessarily lives next door to you or, you know, 30 minutes away. Like there's like a whole world out there. And I think just the happenstance that Tyler and I ended up matching at this kind of, kind of what felt like a very random way and we just had so much in common. It like it didn't it didn't make sense not to see what it felt like and just be open to could I do this? Does this work for me? And be just more open to it. But yeah, it's very different from how I have ever really wanted to date. I like convenience. I like being able to see the person a lot. And so this has been a lot of a learning curve for me. Well, I mean, isn't that how it is when you're dating when you're older? The logistics are such a bigger thing than in the past, I think, you know, because you have some now at our age, we have things that are not going to change. I don't care how Mm -hmm. in love you are with someone, you know, you're not leaving Chicago. You know, you have kids here, you have a life here and it is embedded. It doesn't matter. You're not moving, you know, and I think that's that's how it is for a lot of people or even our careers. Like we have we have jobs we care about. A lot of people are like, I love you, but I'm not leaving you know, this is where my job is and I'm committed to my, you know, we are committed to things. I think in a way that's a lot different from when we were in our twenties and things were just so much more malleable. Yeah. And I, and that's where, again, it is hard, but then like, I don't, I, I don't know that the person for me just has to be like, what makes it happen that that person's here? Like, I don't know. Like it just, yeah. It's so funny to me to think about just keeping, I feel like I've always kept things as far as my dating life with like a really narrow focus, like these certain attributes or this location, or I sit and think about what I think I am. Maybe I want to date someone who has kids because that makes more sense. Maybe I want to date someone who lives close to me because that makes more sense. Maybe I just want something casual and low pressure because that makes more sense. And then I've realized like, you can't go into anything thinking about what it is, like it just being open to who the person is and letting it guide you to wherever you're going to be. But I've never yeah. worked that way before. I'm always like, uh, maybe I need this type of person in my life, or maybe I want someone yeah. like that. And it's like, that doesn't work. Yeah, no, I think it's so true. I mean, I've gone back and forth. I mean, we know, I think you and I both have gone like, a, like the pendulum has swung to the left or the right at times as we've dated in terms of this is what I need. And then we look for people that fit that. Mm-hmm. It's like, eh. That didn't really work. And then we go just totally open, like without thinking about any of that. And that didn't really work either. So it is kind of interesting how you go back and forth, hit the metal. And I I mean, in in the end, it does shake out. But I think it's interesting. Like when you have a narrow way of doing it, no matter what that is, it kind of doesn't really work regardless. Like it turns out that's not how love works. (laughs) 
Yeah. And I don't think that you really understand what you need until you've just been open to experiences. You don't know. How would you know if you're saying, I only date this type of person or I only whatever you're looking for. And you, again, keep that narrow focus. How how do you know that that's the right fit for you if you haven't been open to it? I've never dated anybody long distance before. This is brand new territory for me. And again, me from six, eight months, a year ago would have been like, no, that doesn't make sense for me. That doesn't work for me. And now I'm starting to kind of understand, well, maybe it does. And there are reasons why it fits. And, but I would have never let myself even explore that before. Yeah. So a lot of people are skeptical of dating long distance, especially when you start out long, like it when sometimes you start out from the very beginning doing long distance, like you and Tyler are doing. So how can you, I I don't want to sound negative when I say this, but how, what about the trust component there? I know that's so tough, right? And at first, even though he was so nice and I'm certainly not naive to when it comes to men and dating apps and all of this, we've all been through all of the things where I know you can't just like immediately trust someone that easily. Um, But with Tyler, it's like to know him is just to trust him. He is just the nicest, kindest human. He's so open. He's so warm. He's so loving, like all of these great things. We have great communication. There's never been any games or nonsense or anything happening with him where I'm like, oh, he said this and this is happening. These things don't line up or this doesn't fit or any of those things. Like it's, we're always open and talking about things and sharing what's going on. I don't know. Like I would say that it would be rare for me ever to meet anyone else who I could trust in this way with a distance component for sure. But I do think that there is this combination of like, we talk about trusting your gut. If something doesn't feel right, like there's probably something not right there. So being really tapped into that, a lot of really great communication. And then again, kind of that kindness component. I don't know. I feel like you can sense certain things with people. And I know that everybody has been lied to in a variety of ways by significant others where you thought they were one thing and it turns out the other. And I do, there's to a certain degree, like you can't control that, unfortunately. So you have to decide, are you willing to put yourself out there and trust and be open to it or not? Like, and I don't know that everybody is comfortable doing that. And I would fully understand that. And again, I don't know that I would the majority of people I have probably matched with on a dating app. I don't know that I would be open to it, but this one just kind of works. Well, I think it's interesting too. I think, and you may need to help me like describe this a little bit. So hopefully this makes sense. You and I have both uh, been fairly active daters. You know, we've gone dates, we've made connections, you know, over the last couple of years, meeting different people and, and all those connections are different from one another. And I feel like personally, I've met enough people now, not that I couldn't be blindsided, but like I have a boyfriend, we're in a committed relationship. I would bet my whole house and life savings. He is not cheating on me. Mm-hmm. He's not. Like I am positive. And, and there are other people that we might have gone on dates with. It's like, I don't think he would. You know, like there's a difference between like my gut says he is. And then there's the in the middle of, I don't think he would. And then you meet other people and you're like, there's no effing way. They're yeah. absolutely not cheating. Like, and it's kind of funny when you date enough people, I think you start to see that difference. Like there are just certain people you can, I like, I just feel like that trust is, is very, it's implicit. It's a hundred percent. And I just think that's kind of interesting. Like when I think back over the people I've dated, there are a few people that I'm sure they weren't cheating on me, but 
I, w- I didn't feel as strongly about it as I do right now. Yeah. I've definitely dated people again, not seriously dated, but like a handful of dates, like those types of connections where you knew something wasn't truthful there, but like, you don't know what it is and you can't ask. Right. Because there's like that sort of yeah. line of like, yeah, you just sense it. You sense that pieces off. And then everybody who I have been in like a committed, more serious relationship with all of those men ag- agreed. Like there wasn't one where I'm like, Oh, he's being kind of shady or weird, or I don't trust this piece. Like I have never, I would have, I don't, have any questions about any of them and staying like, you know, true to our relationship and those parameters and all of that. Um, so yeah, I do think once you've been with a good man, it is easier to spot good men, but again, trust, trust is a hard thing. Like you have to be again, really willing to, to work at it and be open about it or be open when you're feeling a certain way, um, early on. And I think we've talked about this talk about this in a previous episode because Tyler and I had just started dating and then I went out to visit Preston and Tyler knew that Preston and I had like had a little thing right before that and he was uneasy about it right like it was kind of a weird feeling because we were brand new and there's that trust piece and he didn't know me well we'd been spent a couple days together like he doesn't know that the trust goes both ways right um and so that was something that like we talked about and I was glad that he brought it up and we talked it through and it was fine. And I know that he doesn't feel as far as I know, <laughs> a way about Preston because he knows that, you know, I was very open and transparent because I could have just gone on that trip and not said who yeah. I was going to go see if I wanted to play the other, you know, to be private about my life, which I could have been, we were just started dating. He didn't need to know all the ins and outs of what I was doing, but I like being open and transparent about it rather than not sharing. So, but, you know, I think he's had to work moral of that is I think he's had to work as hard as I have, as far as trusting this new person. Like, I don't think it was any easier for him to trust me as it was for me to trust him because we're both new to each other and women can cheat and do other things just as much as men can. So, yeah. Turns out, uh, women can be terrible too. Well, and as we not talk always about, men. as we talk about too, like, it's easy for women. If a woman wants to go on a date, she can probably go on a date from a dating app. And if I wanted attention, same day, same yeah, day. <laughs> exactly. So if I wanted attention while he and I were dating and maybe we weren't like exclusive yet, and, or I, you know, it was kind of a gray area. Absolutely. Like I could have been doing whatever I wanted to do because I'm, you know, living my life. Like I, if if I wanted to make those choices. And so I think he had to be just as vulnerable to that piece of things as well. Yeah. I'm one, I think you hit on something then, you know, I know we're rabbit trailing a bit here. It really does feel like attention, like at this stage, like I know sometimes people are in long time relationships and their relationships struggling, then someone cheats. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. But then there's like when you're more in the earlier stages where you are, you know, you've decided you're only dating each other. We are exclusive, but it's maybe on the earlier side. I think you're right. When someone cheats at that point, it's because they're hungry for attention. Mm -hmm. And I do think a lot of times you can tell. You can tell when you're with someone. It's like you need attention in a way that I cannot fulfill and you need it from a lot of different people. I don't think you're ready for us to like focus on each other. Yeah. And I think that is something to pay attention to because now I think I've dated enough people that and I'm at a point in my life where I'm not interested in that. Like if you need a lot of attention, I'm way past that now and I'm not interested. <laughs> like we're yeah. we're not a fit, you know, if, if the other person is someone who needs a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. 
Because I think that's where cheating happens at the beginning. Oh, for sure. Because again, we know that if you dating apps can be a great place to get that and get that quickly. And sometimes even if it's just messaging, like there are certain people where you just want that, like, and if that's what you need in your daily life, like, it's easy to get it. Well, it's happened to both of us. Like there've been plenty of men that we mashed with, you know, in, in times past, not right now, but in times mm-hmm. past where we've mashed with them. It's like, you know, we've been texting for a few weeks and you haven't, and like we've even said straight out, we've been texting for a few weeks and I'm having trouble getting us to make plans to actually go on a date. Then it, you find out they have a girlfriend or they're in a relationship with someone and you're like, oh, I see what this is. You just wanted attention. Yep. You know? And so that's something that I, a lot of... <laughs> If someone's your pen pal on an app, it feels like it is just for attention. There's usually a reason why. Yeah. If they're not like, <laughs> and my rule is after a week, I had been, had been after, obviously not now, but in the past it had been, if you don't ask me out or if I ask you out and we can't make a, a date like pretty quick, one to two weeks max, mm-hmm. I'm out. And I'll just send a message that says, Hey, I would love to meet you. It seems like we're having trouble with our schedules, but you just let me know. I would love to meet up. Let me know when you have a free night and we'll try to schedule something, but I'm not going to, so many people will text for one to two months without meeting and it never ends up well. There's always something weird going on. Yeah. I do not need good morning texts from a bunch of strangers for a month or like, I feel like my biggest low, this is a total off topic was like earlier this year. And it was, I had just started dating again after I break up and it was Mother's Day and I had these random men from Bumble like wishing me a happy Mother's Day. I was like, oh, like I don't want anything to do with this. terrible. Like I don't need that type of attention. I'm not, I don't know you. I'm not interested in it. But if you've just started dating, you know, or you're in a, a not great spot for whatever reason, that feels nice. That attention yeah. feels nice. Yeah. Well, two things there. And then, yeah, we're way down the rabbit trail. <laughs> two things. Now my good morning text from my boyfriend. It is kind of funny the difference between when you're like, on apps and meeting people at first, you know, and you'll get those good morning, good morning, sunshine, which I hate that anyway, but it is very normal to get that. And you'll get like six or seven in the morning. Now the kind of good morning texts I get are, Hey, are you awake yet? Joker? (laughs) (laughs) Like it changes (laughs) after you've been dating someone for a while. And the other thing is holidays, like holidays, like you get all those texts from like exes and other unlike matches. It's just like a del a deluge. Did I say that right? Deluge. Uh, Deluge. Deluge. Okay, I Deluge. need you to say that. Yeah. Deluge. Shoot. <laughs> Never know. We like write for a living. But yeah. Okay, so you get a deluge. Dang it. Tsunami. You get a tsunami of texts from exes, matches, men that are just trying to like whatever with you every holiday. It's like mm-hmm. ghosts of Christmas past every holiday. And this year, finally, that stopped. I don't get any. It's kind of nice. Good. That's a nice milestone to hit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. So back on track, taking chances, Tyler, let's get back on the, let's get back on the path instead of way deep in the woods. Like we have been. All right. So why do you think it's been working with Tyler so far? Minus the, the little detour that you two took. Well, I think that break was actually really important, even though it was really, really hard. Like it sucked. I hated everything about it. I hated not having access to him and being able to share things and whatever. Like that was really tough. Um, but everything was like super big and intense and we both had such really, really big feelings. And I know something that we've talked about in here a lot is those things that burn really bright at the beginning or super intense tend to fizzle out. And we were going down that just like everything is just big, big feelings so fast. And I think taking the break, even though, you know, 
I wasn't the one that wanted to put a pause on our relationship, but I do think it was just so great for each of us to take a step back and really think about what we wanted, where we were at, where we were going, what we want for ourselves, what this relationship means, what it feels like not to have the other person there. And, um, just like really reflect a lot. I know both he and I did that. Like it wasn't lip service. It wasn't just, you know, not talking and not thinking about it. We both were thinking a lot about what we wanted and where we were at. And again, I was dipping, also dipping my toe back into dating a little bit during that break, which I didn't like, I didn't want to do, I was hoping to get a little distracted. I really didn't think we would end up back together. And so I was hoping to kind of like save my heart a little bit, but I, I think it was also helpful for me, helpful, helpful for me to be like, I'm not interested in any of that. And I feel like in the past, like after a breakup, I do like that a little, that's when I am more attention seeking. And I do want a little bit more of that. And like going back into things, I was like, I don't want to be a part of any of this. Like that person in that other state is the one that I want to be with and that I want to grow with and all of these things. And so it was helpful to kind of just take that space. So I think that really helped kind of us get back on track and kind of start figuring some things out. Um, But beyond that, things just make so much sense. We have so many common interests. Our communication styles are really similar, which is something that's important for me, especially when you're long distance. I feel like your communication styles need to really mesh well or you're going to get frustrated. Um, Our personalities are very similar. We bring out good qualities in each other. We trust one another. It just, it fits so nicely when we're together. But also... I do like certain aspects of the distance for right now. Obviously, like it's not a forever thing. Like I hope that if he and I continue that we're not long distance for forever, like logistically and for whatever else, like that's not an ideal place to be. But for right now and everything that I have going on, everything that he has going on and his, you know, his career is busy. He's got a lot of stuff happening too it kind of works where like we get the connection from each other and, you know, we FaceTime a lot and we message and we send silly pictures and we stay connected throughout the day. And then uh, lots of voice notes, which I normally hate and I actually really enjoy. So we send a lot of voice notes back and forth, which is really fun too. And then when we do get to see each other, it's like a block of time. It's three or four days where it's us really getting to spend good quality time together when I think about past relationships where I was always rushing around so much and rushing to see the person I was dating and trying to fit them into things and, or skipping things that were important in my life to try and make it work to see that person. And it just made me feel so scattered all the time. And this has just felt so great because day to day, I'm going to the gym, I'm seeing friends, I'm tapped into work, I'm doing all the things that I need to be doing that make me really happy. And then I just plan for the times when we are going to see each other. And I know that we're going to get quality time. And that's what I want most of all. And the feelings are there so strongly that that quality time kind of outweighs the not getting to see him for maybe a month or longer. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's good though. Yeah. And again, I think that balance piece is why the long distance works for me right now with where I'm at and why I don't mind it because I'm happy doing all the things that I'm doing and not losing those pieces. And I still get this connection with this great person that I really enjoy so much. So it just is working out nicely, but again, not forever, but good for right now. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm not anti-long distance either. I think a lot of times people like, you know, they dismiss long distance out of hand, but I will, I mean, I've done it. I was in a different place in my life. I was not like in serious relationship land, but you know, from season one of Thirsty, Mm -hmm. Ted, the tennis player and I were long distance for five months. It was a real thing. We, you know, I had major feelings for him and he had huge feelings for me too. It was a really positive, healthy relationship. He lived five hours away. So a little closer than yours. Mine's seven. Thank you. Yes. Uh, But it was really good, actually. I think being able to have that time for myself, time with him, you know, when he was here, you know, and whenever we connected, it was really about us connecting emotionally, which is kind of awesome. Mm -hmm. It actually worked out really well for the time. You know, it was not going to work out forever. And at a certain point, we're like, okay, I think we're at the end. You know, now we're just buds. But I I don't think, I don't know that people should dismiss it because I think depending on what you're looking for, it can be really great. But yes, to your point, if you want a lifelong relationship or something really serious, you know, it's not going to, there's an expiration date on it for sure. But I don't know. I think sometimes people dismiss things without uh, even trying it. And, And there's some really good things to be had. Yeah. And again, I think that's that piece of like, you just try and you see, and if it doesn't work for you, then you know that it doesn't work for you. And again, it doesn't. I'll work with every person either. Like, I don't know that obviously, again, the majority of the people that I have matched with on dating apps, if there was a long distance piece to to that would not have worked. Like those would not be people that I would date long distance, but you meet the right one. And it's like, well, this is a person that I want to have in my life and that I value and that I want to get to know better. And again, if it takes us down a path where we end up deciding that, it's not long-term, then we got to spend some really great time together. And I, I like that. So. Yeah. Great. And I have met Tyler. He's, he's very cute. Very nice. He's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's very, he's very nice. Like I said, if you meet him, like you, like he's just an, a really just nice human. So. Yeah. And he does have a good voice. Laura has a thing about voices. He has a good one. <laughs> he does have a good voice and he does weird accents too and he's super goofy and funny so <laughs> he can like record audiobooks I feel like he has like a that kind of voice <laughs> he was a, a drama nerd and so oh, yeah okay he, yeah so he that all of sense. that stuff mm-hmm. it does make sense once you spend more time around him you're like oh yeah no I see that so yeah no he's really goofy and fun and just easy to be around so yeah I have one more question and maybe yeah. we can close it out unless you have anything else are you in love? That's a big question. Yeah, I know. I just dropped it on you too. I know. Um, I mean, I feel like, yes, we have used that word with each mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. Um, but not like rampantly, but it has been, has been said. It has so. been discussed out loud been, and not just in your brain. Yes. But again, it's like, but it's like one of those two where I'm like, you know, I've been in relationships where like you say it and you say it a lot and I'm trying to like figure out those waters here. Um, and maybe he'll listen to this and he'll help me navigate this. Um, because I'm like, I don't know, like, is it weird if I say it? Like we both have said it, but it's not like been said regularly, but the feelings are definitely, I would say there, um, on both sides, it seems like. So I feel pretty good about that. And in a new update, Um, I have not visited him yet because that was one of the trips that um, was canceled when we went on our break. I had booked tickets to go and visit him and see his home and all of that stuff, which I think is the other element here. If you're dating somebody long distance, you need to go see where they live and they can't just come and see. It can't be one-sided. 
Mm-mm. So I haven't been there. And right before we started recording, I booked my um, tickets for next month. So I'm you gonna, did. Gonna, found a weekend that worked that we didn't realize worked. And so I'm going to go out there for a few days and see his house and hopefully meet some friends and all of that stuff. So um, that will be nice as well. Um, he's been so great about coming to Chicago and I love having him here. I love having him in my house, which is another thing. I don't always like a lot of people in my house. Some people are not great house guests to have around and he's yeah. really great to have here. And the dog loves him more than she likes me, I think. Um, so he's, he's been great having him visit, but it'll be nice to go and um, see his life too. So I'm really excited. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Yeah. Well, that's taking chances, Tyler. Yep. It was worth it. was a good chance. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to see you next week. And we're really excited because on the next episode, you all are going to finally meet our friend who has never been allowed on the podcast before because she was in love. Except now Laura is toffly and very carefully in love as we just discussed i'm also like we we're all allowed on now so (laughs) you all are going to uh be meeting our friend who's never been on the podcast before because she is in love with her lobster so i think that's gonna be a lot of fun i'm so excited i think that's gonna be really fun to record yeah i think it's gonna be awesome it's also our 50th episode so this is all just the universe coming together yeah all right we'll talk to you later bye Still thirsty? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Because sometimes life leaves you wanting.